Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The volume. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in. Welcome in this brand new Sunday episode of Snaps of Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. I'm used to I'm used to doing this on Sunday mornings. It is Saturday morning. It is championship Saturday morning, depending on when you are listening to this. Um, bright and early. Mm. Uh, I haven't even had coffee yet. I wish I did. It's so good when it hits. Uh, I know it's making me very jealous. Uh, but Mm. not much is going to get me down on this day because like dashboard confessional, your boy feels vindicated. Mm. Uh, We will react to last night's PAC 12 championship. Just an absolute classic in Las Vegas. The Pac-12 not going quietly into that Mm -hmm. night. A flaming skull hurtling through the void straight into the black hole of the abyss with Def Leppard blaring from its ears. It was uh, fantastic last night. So we'll we'll recap that game. We'll preview the games today. Um, uh, You know, I look, I know a lot of y'all are Georgia fans that are here. So we're starting to talk to Georgia, Alabama. Here we go, boys. This is the moment. Aaron, how are we feeling today? Uh, let's bring the Pac-12 back. I mean, what? Why? why I know it kind of, it kind of, it kind of sucks that it's gone after this sucks. year. That's it. it was so no more. Uh, it was such a good year. It was a, a a fitting ending to a great season on the West Coast, and uh, it's just crazy to think as we're we're watching that clock go down last night as Washington wins a football game. That's that's it for 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 a conference. Um, and who knows what the future is going to be of of what merges with the mound West and all that. I mean, that's what we'll discuss that in the off season, but the PAC 12, as we know it as a dominant, not dominant, but like one of the big, big power five conferences is it's it. No mas. Yeah. But it was fun way and, to go out. Hell of a way to go well, out. Again, the craziest part is they were a joke for years. And this is yep. 
by far the best they've been, the most serious they've been, and now they've put a legitimate contender into the playoff in the form of the undefeated Washington Huskies. And so, can we again, can I reiterate uh, Aaron Murray? Fuck your eye test. Mm. You keep telling me somebody's better just because you think they are. Yeah. Just because even when the Huskies had beaten them and Eugene last year, and not you, mm-hmm. this is a general you. It's not you specifically, right? Yes. But even because it wasn't just you, it was every talking head. Even even when they won in Eugene last year, won in Washington this year, everybody just kept saying Oregon's a better football team. Mm-hmm. Even as Washington went undefeated, battle tested, all the things we talked about, Oregon had not been punched in the mouth. Now I want to get to that because I think Oregon responded pretty incredibly. There were these three massive phases of the game last night mm-hmm. that I want to break down. But can we all finally fucking agree? Is three the magic number? Cool. Like if you went away, you went yes. home, and you went in Las Vegas, you are officially the better team. You are officially the better team. To the Washington Huskies. T-Bob was correct on this one. Washington's the better football team. I, I, I give you that. That was, um, yeah. It, but no, three no, is the magic on, number. Like, three is the magic number. Like, but but I, I want to get to a point. Like, I want to get to a point, right. though. I want to get to a point. You brought up a good point, and I and I posted this. I think some other talking heads posted this last night too. This was a massive blow to the committee. This is a massive yeah. blow to the committee because yeah. the committee with Boo Boo last week, which makes no sense because you look at the history of what the committee has done from from what they did with Cincinnati a couple of years ago, who was not the most talented team to get in, but they're the most deserving team. TCU last year was the yep. most deserving team. They end up obviously beating Michigan. So yep. like you never know what could happen on a on a neutral field head to head. But then they came out this week and said, we're going to put the best four teams in, which once again goes against what you've done the previous two seasons. You put the four most deserving teams in. So that was the whole argument this week of, are you going to put the four best teams in? Because if the four best teams in America probably comprise of, you know, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, we thought Oregon or Texas would be that number four. Well, last night debunked that of you have to put the most deserving teams in. So if Florida state wins tonight in Charlotte, could you say that Alabama or even Oregon or Ohio state would beat them on a neutral site? Yeah, you could say that probably you don't know because you have to play the fucking game. That's what I'm saying. That is why look most deserving is objective. It's based in accomplishment. Okay. Best. We say it like it's fact, but it is subjective mm. best at the end of the day until you play the game is subjective. And so th- I, this is not about like, I was right. I was right. Cause like I said, like I understood where everybody was coming from. Right. Even, and, and it's not like I knew how this game was going to play out. Right. Like I thought certainly Kalen DeBoer's experience. Mm-hmm. Would, I thought Michael Pinnock's battle tested leadership would help. And that was on his plate. What I did not expect. And really this happened game one. And so I probably should have, I did not expect that Washington O-line to just come out and set the fucking tone yeah. and then close out the game. Mm-hmm. The, the, the physicality of Washington, everybody acted all year, and, and I didn't read this correctly either, so I'm in here too. We all thought that Oregon was the more physical team. Uh, we were dead wrong. This Washington team physically up front won the game mm-hmm. last night. So this is just to say that, like, I was already frustrated with 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 the committee with Oregon because their resume was not as good as Texas, was not as good as Alabama's. Yep. Um, and 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 not even Ohio State for that matter. And and they just even though that's maybe a bit more arguable, 
and they just kept getting well. The, the committee committee uh, valued their, their the committee valued their 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 close loss. That was it. They weren't evaluated. They didn't have the win. They could, no, I the know. Just valued well, they, eye tests. No, they said that they were. They they said at least this past week, weeks before, it was more frustrating. I was still frustrated that they were not. You know that they they were ahead of Texas and Alabama, two teams that you know. If you go back to our show from the other night when we did the recap from the, the from this past week's committee voting, they should not have been ahead. Like their 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 resumes did not stack up with those two teams that were behind them. But the committee said we were impressed with how they beat Oregon State. We were impressed. Like, that was their big win. They beat the crap out of Oregon State. Yeah, them and, and we're going to stick with that one. And it was a close loss to Washington. So, okay. um, well, another close loss. Um, we have to wait. Now, uh, now, yeah. now we don't have to worry no, about the conversation of if you have a one-loss Pac-12 All championship, right. Oregon, Texas, and Let's Alabama. Let's the game. Because I don't want to get yeah. bogged down in playoff talk. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Washington, in the playoffs. Uh, Walter Modell Penix has a Barrett 50 caliber for an arm, an effortless flick in that ball is launched 80 yards of the vapor trail. I mean, he mm. can fling it, but it's not the, again, Michael Penix was awesome and his leadership and his ability to make clutch plays down the stretch are uh, some of the core elements to why you won this game. Mm-hmm. But um I have to give I have to give credit to a couple things. First off, I have to give credit to this Washington offensive line. Like we said, coming out, setting the tone, yep. hard running by Dylan Johnson, setting the tone immediately, rocking Oregon with a couple of haymakers and big hooks early on. And that's what was so crazy. Washington came out firing. Oregon all of a sudden's got a bloody lip there in their back heel. And going into that halftime drive, you have got to credit Dan Lanning because yeah. he caught so much shit for his fourth down aggression after mm-hmm. the first games. And we said, look, it didn't work. I don't hate the decisions, right? Like I get why he made them. He's trying to win. Well, in this game, fourth and five down 20 to three, a lot at the 50 yard line. And, and, and it like you have the ball with a chance to score before half and then score after half. And if you don't, <coughs> it's kind of feel like maybe it's over. He goes for it on fourth and five. Let me make sure I have the entire signature. Okay, they go for it on fourth and five and 50. They get that. First off, big balls to do that after all the criticism mm-hmm. last game. Then they get a third and nine. Then they get a third and two. And then they get a fourth and goal mm-hmm. with nine seconds left to score before half. And then they come out of half and they fucking score again, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, I, I thought Oregon might fold. Because they had not been punched in that manner. Not only did they not fold, they come roaring back. You have the back-to-back picks. Um, uh, eventually, the, the the crazy scramble by Knicks. And all of a sudden, Oregon responds. And uh, they are the ones winning the game 24-20. So, I was, this is not all about cheating on Oregon. Because when I thought they would fold, yep. they did not. And I thought this was a very well-coached football game mm-hmm. last night. Between a young up and comer and Dan Ly- and Dan Lanning and a just a salty old veteran and Kalen DeBoer. Well, it was, and it was a great game. Like both teams played really, really well. Um, obviously yes. there was a couple mistakes here there. I was most impressed with what you talked about. Yes, the running game for Washington. Like they were the more physical team up front on both sides of the football for the majority of the game. But I was impressed with their DBs. And it's a little bit of a yeah. impressed with their DBs, but also you know, this is what we've seen from Oregon all year. So you kind of understand why they were playing that aggressive. Like their DBs put their heels in the ground at 10 yards mm-hmm. and they were just coming downhill. 
Like it was just like Oregon, take a shot, take a shot. And Oregon did, you know, I was rewatching it this morning and you know, just so I can see the full, uh, you know, the full all 22, not just kind of what the TV broadcast shows you. And, you know, they tried a couple double moves and those safeties were physical and those corners were physical. Like when that guy would put his weight down to kind of get that guy to bite, you know, they bit a little bit because they're ready to drive downhill, but they also got physical at the top of routes. And sometimes you could maybe call penalty uh, if, if you're if you're one of those back officials. They didn't for the majority of the time, but they were physical, man. They wanted to get up into the, the girl, those receivers. They they really didn't give a lot of space on any of those throws from being, you know, zero to 10 yards. Were they bad so, throws or was it good coverage? The I thought it was good coverage. No, I literally okay. thought it was good coverage. Like, yeah. Okay. I, there was not a lot of room for Bo Nix to throw the football past 15 yards in the majority of the night. Like he had the one, I'm trying to think of like all the plays he completed down the field. He had the one re- wheel route to the running back on the left the side. The wheel route was the longest one that I That was remember. the longest one. Other than that, like those DBs were freaking tenacious the entire football game. Like I was really impressed with how those guys played on the back end. But I mean, it goes, but it does go to what does Oregon do? We said it all year long, and people were all upset because you and I talk about, you know, why does Jaden deserve it more than Bo Nix? Well, yeah. because he doesn't push the ball down the field. It is. It's a no, dink no. and dunk. There's a reason why he's 78% completion. And Washington said, you know what? If we're going to lose this game, we ain't going to lose it getting dink and dunked. We're going to lose it. You better hit some shots down the field, and they couldn't do that. Yeah, and, um, and again, while we're highlighting the secondary, the physicality. Of yeah. the secondary impressed me. Like you said, heels of the 10, but then they were coming up and they were hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to mention this as well. More credit to Lanning in that tough moment. Um, he had the excellent clock management too, even before the fourth down decision where he called the two timeouts mm-hmm. uh, to get Washington off the field. They hold him to a field goal. Massive moment there. So it's only 20 to three. <laughs> he saves a timeout for offense. Like it really was just a masterclass and dealing with getting fucking rocked early on. Mm. Like, they could have fought. They come all the way back. Um, the back-to-back picks was very funny. Then yeah. Washington fails their fourth down attempt, remember? Mm-hmm. And that's when Oregon goes and scores, and it's 24-20. And so all of a sudden, now you're thinking, well, I mean, everything's shifted. Everything's changed. At this point, they were starting to get pressure on Penix. Dan Lanning was talking about pitching to Penix. Um, like he was, you know, some sort of great power hitter, and he's just got to keep trying to mix things up and and throw him some looks he's not ready for, and, and maybe he can keep getting back there. And it was at this moment when Kalen DeBoer and the Huskies said, "You know what? We got to fucking run it. Like, like we got like we lost our way in the third quarter a little bit. How did we get out to this lead? Setting the tone run. We got to run it. They mm-hmm. come out ten plays, seventy five mm. yards." Just a physical answer to suddenly make it 27-24. Big stop by the defense. And then what was the, the next drive after the 10 for 75? I'm about to look it up because they because there were three drives in a row. The 10 for 75, yep. the next touchdown drive, and then getting the ball back again after Oregon does the the insane somehow score in 30 Well, that's seconds. when that's when they ran, ran, and then had the five-yard pass to the sideline for the first down, where it's yes, third yes. down, you have a timeout. And it, I thought it was the right decision. Like, even if you don't get oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. Go win the game. Go you win have the to game. win the game at that point. And it kind of, I was waiting for you to say something in the chat of, you know, is this similar to, let's go back to the Oregon, the, the first time these two match up, flipped it to the other side. Oregon's winning. Oh, it's a yeah. third and short situation. And Oregon throws a pass in completion and then, you know, punts the ball and then, then Washington goes oh, there was the fourth down that was the fourth down sorry so a little bit different down, but that but no but that's but, but that's still what, the, the, the that's going still for what mentality. I'm talking, they, going for it to end 
Yes. The game. And yep. um, that is. I. But, but they, would have, they would not have gone for a fourth down, though. If they didn't get that, they would have punted it. So that's the difference. Like, I don't think if they didn't complete that pass, they'd been like, oh, my God. You know, two minutes ago, Bo just scored on one play the previous play. We need to go for it on fourth down because we can't give the ball back to Oregon. Like, I do think they would have been fourth and one. No, it was, it was, no, no, no. I'm saying, what if, what if he gets tackled and it's like fourth and one? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a different decision. But I do like the fact that they threw the football because that one timeout doesn't matter. When the timeout does not mean as much as holding on to the ball and winning Mm -hmm. the game, and you have Michael Penix Jr., who again is not just great, but has big balls. Like, Yes. Like he's that that's what we talk about when we battle tested. You build up calluses. Why do mm-hmm. MMA fighters and boxers get cauliflower ear? Because mm-hmm. they're getting fucking hit all the time. And that's how your body responds. When you're in these fights throughout a year, you don't get scared of the moment. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Oregon were scared, but they are inexperienced yep. in, in, in that regard. Whereas Washington's been in these battles mm-hmm. and helped them pull it out in the end. Um I'll, I'll was, say this about Washington real quick, too, T. Yeah. They are not TCU. For those who want to compare them no, to TCU no. from last year, they are far superior. They are they are good enough. They got NFL guys on that football team, uh, and a lot of them on offense. I think this, if they can play with that tenacity up front on both lines of scrimmage, one hundred percent they got a chance to win the whole damn thing. Like I was, I was shocked last night watching that game that they ended up being the more physical okay. team. Okay, so here it is. So here it is. After Oregon roars back 24-20, this is yep. how you close a oh I got goosebumps. Mm. This is how you close a game of football by just beating the shit out of your opponent. They go 10 for 75, four minutes, 28 seconds off the clock, 12 for 82, six minutes, 20 seconds off the clock. Then with a chance to end it, they get mm. that holding call after the big third down conversion. Yep. And they fucking still run for a first down after first and 20. Don't give the ball back. No drama. Four-minute mm. offense. Go home. That's, I mean, that is a beautiful way to win a championship if you love the game of football. There oh is gosh. a toughness and a physicality there that Kalen DeBoer can champion and celebrate his team with. Well, and this wasn't <clears throat> this wasn't like some traditional Pac-12 game either, which is I I I which we've seen from this this conference most at times with with the good teams this year like how did utah win championships for the past two years in the conference like they've been the physical football team they've been able to win yeah. on a scrimmage um True. you know oregon is kind of try to build that through dan landing this year of hey you know i'm gonna build a team like i was you know like like kirby did at georgia like saban did at, at alabama like i'm gonna build a physical team that's going to kind of punk teams in this conference. And plus, I'm going to get the quarterback and some skill guys that's going to be, you know, a little bit more of a, a, a complete football team compared to Utah. Well, Washington mm-hmm. was viewed as just this elite passing football team. You have Penix, you got, you know, the three elite receivers. We're just going to outscore you. You put this team on turf in a dome and good luck trying to catch us. It's like the damn Rams back in the day. And then they throw in the component of, you know, being able to, to, to win up front at the line of scrimmage on top of that. And you're like, man, like that, that was shocking. Their left but that, tackle that, is a beast, the Pac-12 too, was good this year. Yeah. Pac-12 has um, been like that a little bit more this year. Well, and, and somebody was in the chat here that said, um, Jacob Rose, Washington one, do the better coaching staff. I don't think I agree. I think Dan Lane and his staff did an awesome job. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think that Washington was is just, is just 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 better. They're just a little better. And you, and, you, and and Kalen DeBoer is awesome too. And Ryan Grubb, the OC, I thought called a really good yep. game uh, for the, uh, the Washington. The I big difference know. is 
Washington hit explosive plays down the field. Oregon couldn't. So that is the thing. As much as we are making this about the physicality in the running game, that's why Washington takes the next level to be yep. actually dangerous mm-hmm. to anyone is because all that sets up is, oh, my God, we have McMillan and Polk and freaking yeah. Dunze out there and Michael and Penix, Penix hitting a, in, in, in these windows. An angle route to the three-yard line. Penix hitting a deep cross off his back foot for, for another 40-yard gain. Like, those are the different in big time football games where there is a physicality component to it, which team can then all of a sudden pop up a couple of explosive plays down the field to, <laughs> to, 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 to eat up, you know, 40, 50 yards and Oregon just I mean, besides the wheel route and then Bo Nix running down the sideline the one time, just, it was, you know, five yards in a cloud of dust for most of the game. And that's just ain't going to get it done. Yeah. Well, until that 30, that last second touchdown, they found a little, yeah. And then the last second stone as well. Yep, yep. But, but, um, Penix's ability to throw accurately while fading away 50 mm. yards down the field. Any they other one that time, does that, you're getting benched. No, yeah. I know that because yeah. it should. Because normally that's a pick and the coach mm-hmm. is like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. But he's, he's just incredible at it, dude. It, it, it's crazy. R.C. Bateman says 12-team, Oregon's still in. Yeah, that's fine, though. That's yeah. good. Who cares? Like, well, We don't want to go RG3. Washington, we don't do RG3. Both teams should be in, according to RG3. Um, okay. So Washington was awesome. Congratulations. And, um, you know, bad loss for the eye test and vindication yeah. for a Huskies team that despite beating Oregon in back-to-back years, it was just told, nah, you're not as good as him. Like <laughs> what? And it became very clear from the beginning that, that DeBoer was feeding that to them. You know, what is this too, where they do like the, the DBs do the VAR celebration thumbs down. Is that a soccer thing? Are they doing like, a, I don't know. I, I I like it though. And then they do the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Seatbelt's not as tight. I thought the seatbelt was like them like sheathing a sword, like not on me, but yeah, that, yeah. Like, so I thought, yeah. but then I learned there's a seatbelt. That's not as tight. Um, all right. So shout out Huskies. We got our first playoff team. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. 
Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Now, it's that time, boys. UGA, Alabama. Aaron, it's days like today that mm. remind you why you're alive. You gotta, how, how, what, what is going on inside your body, physically, emotionally? How are we feeling right now? Not hungover, thank goodness. It was, we, had, we had a fun night last night, but your boy's feeling decent today. So uh, the adrenaline is rolling. We are ready to go. Got about six hours of shows. So if you are in Atlanta and you want to come say hi to your boy, I will be at the Georgia World Congress Center. I think that's how. Oh, man, I have up. such positive memories from my grandpa of going yeah. to those. Uh, going yeah, so World come Congress on. Center come on, fanfare. I'll be kind of roaming around. So if you want to come say hi to your boy. Uh, we did it. I was out last night. A lot of people loving the show. A lot of your boy T really? Psycho, but I love snaps. It's a great the first, <laughs> everyone's first impressions are first thing they always say about T Bob is uh oh we, I should just keep a journal uh of that because people do I mean like, it, it, I appreciate all the wrong. love when when I go out people, people are wrong. I'm I'm a drug riddled alcoholic degenerate <laughs> who just loves partying and college football <laughs> with my kids. But no and World I, Warcraft. Yeah, but, but for real for like I I you know, being out last night and, and, and being around the town yesterday, a lot of confidence from the dogs. Okay. But I will say this, there was more confidence two years ago before that SEC championship game. I think Georgia fans, it, it, I don't blame them for it, a little bit more cautious this year, puffing that chest compared to two years ago when you were the big favorites and got beat by double digits. So you're saying there's more confidence this year? No, there's less confidence this year. Oh, there's less confidence. Well, I'm saying like they're they they thought that there was a, a for sure win two years ago and they got beat by two touchdowns. So now there's like okay, okay, so a little bit of PTSD, a little yes. bit of you know, I've been here before. We've been uh, the big course. favorites before, and yeah, that bit of Georgia yes. hasn't beaten Alabama and Atlanta. Yep. Um, but like okay, if I wanted to quell dog fans' fears, though, I don't really care, right? I mean. There's no real winner in this for me. I, I would both teams could lose. Um, if, if I wanted to quell dog fan fears, though, that Alabama, I mean, go look at the players on that Alabama oh, yeah. team, and it's not even close. No, like, and, and 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 you could say that for whatever reason, those Bryce Young teams were flawed in these in these ways that we can't really explain because they were definitely more talented than this one. 
but um, you would still, on balance, take okay. I'll go against Jermaine Burton and <clears throat> Jalen Milrow rather than Bryce Young and the three first round receivers like J- Jameson would, Williams, John Mechie, yeah. Latou, Slade Bolden as well. You know, you would like you you would you would eat you would still even with all that you would still take mm. going against this offense here. So. So I look, I but, but yeah, also, but the defense is not as good though. I mean, that's the difference. Like that was the greatest defense Georgia's ever had. Yeah, I know, but dude, so neither is as good. No, but y'all, but this is this is the thing about Georgia. You kind of you done your you, your boys done lost perspective on your defense. Yeah, you, you keep telling me how bad it is. And no so one's I saying it's bad. No one, no, no one's saying no, it's no, bad. I, no one's no, saying it's bad. But it is your point of fear. But it is your yes. point of fear. Oh yeah. Okay. And then I look up the numbers, and they're first in everything. And then how about this? What has what has Jalen Milrow, what has he done against a good defense this year? Show me the good defense that Jalen Milrow played great against. Maybe even faced, really. Well, uh, you, I mean, Tennessee yeah. maybe closest? Mm, I would say A&M is probably the, the, the best comparison, but they're both okay. differently than Georgia. Sure. And that game, 21 to 33, 321, three touchdowns. Um, 26 20. 26 20 final score. Yeah. Arkansas 24 21. Um, now Alabama, I actually I think the, I actually think that Tennessee was his best game when they won came back oh. and won 34 20 after going. That's his best game. Uh, I thought you said like best against like a good competition. No, thought, no, like, it is. Well, but it, Tennessee's defense is pretty salty. They got a lot of pressure. They're they, you know, they're, they're pretty they create havoc. Yeah, the, difference, the, the difference between AM and Tennessee and Georgia is the the, the defenses are reverse. Tennessee and AM are built up front. Like their strength of their defense is stopping the yeah. run, getting after the quarterback. Georgia's, you know, this is not that year for them. Like the front seven's, you know, kind of you know, what you said. Like they're really good. No, like no one's saying they're bad here. But the strength of Georgia's defense is they got three potential first rounders on the back end. Like that secondary is by far the best secondary that that even Texas. Texas was built up front. And you know the secondary's gotten better through the year, but that was the weakness for for Texas early on the season. But, so. but I don't think that's a great like. I think actually that how Georgia's made up is what Alabama does not want to see. They want a team that's going to be over aggressive, yeah. that's going to have to overcommit to trying to get pressure, create havoc, and allow for explosive plays. Georgia wants to play base, rely on their athleticism, and make everything play underneath them. And Georgia's defensive backs are better than Alabama's wide receivers. And so all of a sudden, you, you so all of a sudden, I'm not worried about Alabama. I'm not like Jalen Miller's not going to be able to dunk. If you can, if you can get Alabama throwing the football, Georgia's going to win by double digits. It's, it's, can you slow down? Can you slow them down? Can you slow down? They're down there starting running back, even. I know. Milrow's not okay. Let's let be, let's you, Milrow is not so good that he can run his way to victory. Against the Georgia Bulldogs, right? I don't. Think I mean so. that that is. Cam I don't Newton think so. Level I'm, I'm just purely saying Cam like, Newton what, what, is what the Georgia only man that can maybe do that. No, no, I know, and I get the fear, but I'm saying at a certain point we do have to take a step back. It's like like two different people on shows yesterday trying to be like, well, what if Jalen Milrow beats UGA? Should he should he win the Heisman? Oh. And I, I was like, okay, okay. First off, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he was a lie, okay? The greatest trick Nick Saban ever pulled was convincing people that this 2023 Alabama team is somehow some sister of the poor. It's the most talented roster in the Mm -hmm. country, guys. 
Like, stop telling me, old plucky Alabama, like how bad they are. Credit to him. Saban's a beast. He puts together the best team. Well, that, that doesn't correct me when it comes to like coach of the year. Like, oh, Saban should get it because what he's no. done this season. I'm like, he has no. more five stars and four stars than anyone else in the country. That's what I'm like, saying. No, that's what saying. Like, a lot of coaches would love that roster, right? No. Ex- okay, exactly. So, okay. Well, but, then, but then also, I'm like, okay, well, what is, okay, yeah, they beat the hell out of LSU. LSU's defense awful. Um, yeah. Great game against Kentucky. Kentucky sucks. I don't care that you scored 66 against Chattanooga. You got into a fight for your life against Auburn. And, and, and so if that's why, if Saban does pull this off, it's a unreal um, kind of uh, undertaker gift rising from the grave because I just don't think Alabama's as good. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I don't see where they gain enough advantages to win the game unless a Carson Beck just comes out there and shits the bet. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. Like if you're trying to affect an upset no. and turnovers will tell the story. Very clean game last night, by the way. I don't believe any turnovers. Uh, or no, sorry, the back to back picks. Yeah, so they even two. out. Yeah. Um, but um, but but like, yeah, that's the only path I can imagine is that if Georgia opens the door, like if Georgia plays solid, they'll win the game. Hundred percent. If both teams play equi- like equal games, like Georgia gives an A a game, Alabama gives an A game, Georgia wins. Yeah, I like, agree. It, it's gonna take Georgia. Shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, I, I do want to go to the chat real quick. Blake Walter says, y'all said all all offseason and to start the year that this wasn't a talented Bama roster. No, that, that wasn't talented. It's just not as good as years past because of the, a lot of inexperience in certain positions, especially quarterback. Like, we did not know what the quarterback situation was going to look like, and that didn't really clear itself up to really week four. Uh, yeah, you no, look, have G have G Will Whiskey nails it. Poor old Alabama. They only have the highest blue chip yeah. ratio in the history of college football. There's plenty of talent like, on that roster. Like, this, yeah, they lost. No, but, but we did say all offseason. We did say all offseason. Or at least I kind of said like this. Yeah, I don't know. This I was about that. We I, I was a little I got I got too much saving Stockholm syndrome. I was never fully on the Bama losing three games. I had to be dragged across the finish okay. line to LSU lose winning. I, I was saying all offseason and the beginning of the season. This was a team that was building for next season. This mm. was an Alabama team with a lot of youth in certain spots, especially at quarterback, that if they could figure out this year, 2024 is Alabama season. And I still believe that. Like, if you look at Jalen and the way he's played, and then some of the spots they have Ooh. on both sides of football, like Alabama should be the favorite next yeah. year uh, or one of the top two teams heading into next year to, to win the national championship. This was the I rebuild agree. year. This was it for Alabama. And they've exceeded my expectations by how well they've played to get them to Atlanta. Because you know LSU is kind of my team from the West. They've exceeded my expectations, which gives me even more confidence that this is a team that should be scary as hell come next year. Uh, Bam Rule 73, then Auburn almost beat Georgia. Yeah, it was a close game as well. I mean, Auburn dude, Auburn put three teams through it in Jordan-Hare, in Ole Miss, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama just got the closest to, to falling. So, okay, so... Let's 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 talk to the Bama side of this equation then. Yep. Like we said, I think they're the underdogs here, which and I guess is fact, right? If you look yeah. at the odds. Um, and I don't think it's just as simple as Jalen Milrow run the ball, they win. What does the path to Alabama winning this game actually look like? Well, I think it is a little bit of him being able to run no, no, football. For sure. No, no, that, that, yeah, that is an I, element. I think that's in a big there. component of it. I mean, I I think you got to go the defense first. Like, can this defense, yeah, which is is loaded. I mean, you got two first rounders on the defensive end. You have first rounders at corner. You got a a a, a, a freshman safety in Caleb Downs that is making his 
what, 13th start. So he's, you know, he's not a freshman anymore and he's played really, really well. He can be a freshman All-American. So you have the most talented defense Georgia's faced this year. Georgia's faced a couple of good ones. Like they, they, they faced Missouri. You saw some of the issues Missouri gave them. They found a way to win that football game still. Uh, but this is, this is different. Missouri's a good football team. This is an elite defense. Alabama may be the best defense in America. So can those tackles for Georgia handle Dallas Turner and company in Braswell? Can, you know, uh, McConkey and Rara and Dom Lovin and some of those guys that have been banged up, how healthy are they truly in this game? So, you know, Alabama's a great defense. Like I said, I think maybe the best defense in college football, it starts with that first. Can you control Georgia? Can you limit the explosives? And can you put Carson Beck in, in, in uncomfortable situations, which he hasn't been? Carson Beck has said multiple times this season, I don't think I got touched this game. He literally said that to the media. Yeah. I don't think I got touched it's true. in the football it's true. game. Yeah. That's how dominant Georgia's he's, been he, up front. Like, so, he's so got a little bit Alabama, of a, Can you get after his ass? He's got a little bit of an Oregon unbloodied element to him yes. where kind of similar to last night, uh, Jalen Milrow is much more calloused. Mm-hmm. Not only has he been hit 7,000 times, he got benched at the beginning of the year. Like, it's your, your Jalen Milrow has faced a ton of adversity this season where Carson Beck's had a bit more of a smooth sale. I think Dallas Turner may give him, you know, he better be careful. Yeah, I don't uh, think Dallas is a dirty player. I was asked this a bunch yesterday too. He ain't a dirty player, but Dallas may try to get a nice little shot. Okay, in early. Okay, okay. Okay. So this goes back to the thing, guys. Um, dirty does not mean uh, illegal necessarily. Like, like, okay, whatever. When you hit somebody, you're trying to hurt them. Now, there's mm-hmm. a difference if you're, like, literally, like, going after their knee on, like, a cheap shot, on, like, yeah. a high-low. Like, like there are cheap shots. But what Turner did to Jaden Daniels, he was trying to hurt him, but I don't think it was a cheap shot, right? Mm-mm. And so, in the same way, he's going to try to kill Carson Beck. Like, yeah. make no mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, you just he's going to try to take that side of the game as he should. Yeah. Yeah. As he should. Like, that's what you do if you're on defense. Like that's the goal. That's why the O line's got to fucking step up and not yeah. and then and, and not allow him to. Um, who was it? Somebody in the chat said Chris Jonkin says Milrow has to be perfect today. And I'm talking about uh, a career day, one of those days nobody will ever forget. We talk about forever, but can he do it? Can he do it? I think he does have that potential. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the efficiency of Jalen Milrow, he remains. I, w- I want to double check my numbers here. Uh, where he ranks nationally, he remains, yeah, he's fourth in the country in passer rating, right? So while he doesn't do a ton of volume from an efficiency standpoint, he is still deadly effective. Uh, Ten and a half yards per attempt, 66 completion percentage. So if he can take that efficiency, and uh, because in these games to affect an upset, you do have to do a little more. Maybe if he can take that efficiency and use his legs and unlock a little more volume on the throwing side, well, that's when I think Alabama maybe becomes really dangerous and starts to upset because if because if he's having success throwing the ball mm-hmm. um, or maybe more than you expected, that means he's beating the best part of Georgia's team in that secondary. The number two receiver also. I just don't think he will. Yeah, and the number two receiver for Alabama has to go off. Like Georgia has yeah, good call. two safeties that are elite. They have a really talented nickel in Taiki, uh, and they got a really good corner in Kamari Lasseter. But that backside corner has been an issue this year. And, you know, for Alabama, it's kind of been Jermaine Byrne, Jermaine Byrne, Jermaine Byrne making big plays in big time games, but like Isaiah Bond, um, Prentice. I mean, whoever that backside receiver is that's going to get matched up with, you know, whoever Georgia decides to roll out there as their number two corner, 
that dude better go off. Like that guy better have six catches for 90 yards, you know, and a couple first downs. Uh, yeah. Like that's the spot that I'm going to be looking at of who is that number two corner guarding and can that guy find a way to win some one on one battles? Because Georgia likes to play man. They're going to put that dude on an island like Kirby for, for how inconsistent that position's been this year, the number two corner. He still is giving those guys like, hey, I trust you. Go out there, play man, find a way to win. And, you know, Alabama's got to find a way to, to, to take advantage of that. Yeah, so Isaiah Bond's going to be big in this game. As Look, if you look at every game in which Milrow's been really good, Isaiah Bond's had 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 some big um, some big moments. Um, let's see if there's any other comments to get to here. Uh, Blake Walters, you're wording Carson's first big game. He will press and try to make throws that aren't there. I mean, look, I do think that's uh, from an outside observer standpoint and from a a uh, college football pontificator standpoint. Mm, nice word. That's actually what I think it has more to do with like, like preaching, but whatever. But I guess it's sort of doing right. But I think that's actually what I'm kind of most interested in is since all offseason, all I said was like, you know, the very, it's a very cheap thing to do, but I'm like, Carson Beck's going to roll through the regular season. He's going to throw for like a 4,000 yards. The numbers are going to be great, but does he have the nuts when you get to the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that's very dismissive of what was a great regular season and a yep. lot of excellent play and getting better throughout the season. And so it's a dick move. Um, but it's also not inaccurate in that this is what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and for Stetson Bennett, this is where his legend was writ. Mm -hmm. This is why he'll have a statue outside of uh, Samford. And if Beck wants to follow in those footsteps, these are the type of games that you have to win. Yeah, you got to win the big time games. But, you know, Kirby said it. The, the kid doesn't really show emotion, which yeah, I, no, really everyone, is. everyone, everyone has ups and downs. And I even talked to him too. And he said, you know, I did have that a little bit, before, you know, before the Florida game and he dominated, but this is a different beast facing Alabama, that defense yeah. in this moment, it's a little bit different than, you know, even going back to your hometown playing in that rivalry versus the Florida Gators uh, real quick. Uh, appreciate everyone, man. It is early. It is eight o'clock on the East man, Coast. Yeah, dude. Uh, T Bob, seven o'clock where he's at. Appreciate everyone in the chat, man. We've had our best week yet at snaps. The views, the likes, uh, the subscribers. Uh, we are on our way to 10K. So we appreciate every single one of you in the damn chat for joining us and spreading the great word about snaps. So just once again, if you're in here right now, we've got 364 people, only 63 likes. So go smash that thumbs up button. And uh, let's 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 keep going. 10K soon. We're coming. Maybe yeah, next week. 10K very soon. Um, the goals by the Natty. Um, news, news. Where's my snaps gear? I think our YouTube actually has merch gear links that you can check out. I would recommend though, not technically snaps gear, so it's maybe not good for us, but like the Volume Network um, crew neck sweater, bro. A plus piece of merch. Catch me mm -hmm. rocking it in Disney next week. Um, all right. Uh, it, last thing on Georgia here, Adam Clyde, David Pollock is a clown to say Kirby has surpassed Nick Saban for one. Kirby is one and four against Saban for another. Saban has seven national titles greater. Kirby's two. So Adam, um, I don't think Pollock was saying he's surpassed him resume wise, right? I think he was no. saying like right now, who is the better coach? I too would actually agree with Pollock that on like on right now, if you ask me who I'd rather have. Well, it would be Kirby, not just, Kirby. just I, I mean, I think I think he is slightly better right now, but also he's like way younger, right? So going to the future, but but whatever. 
Just I think most people game. agree with that, though. I, I, I think people just misinterpret what Pollock said because I think if well, you and, and all people start though, the year, they, they if you do rankings of coaches, most people I saw the start of the season did have Kirby Smart as the best coach. Yeah, but right not now. if you're an Alabama fan. Not if you're an Alabama fan, though. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think most of the country, though. Like, I don't so think this I, is like shocking news when he said it. But all I would say is, but that's what's on the line today. You know. Yeah. Like, that is what's on the line today. Mm -hmm. Like, that point, like, that question of, okay, who is the actual better guy? And again, before the game, guys, go rewatch A New Hope, the Vader-Obi-Wan showdown. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Let's see. We're going to see, man. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? Final thoughts on the on preview in the game before you get into No. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, once again, if you guys are in Atlanta, come say hi to me. at the. I'll be there from 10. So bummed I'm not there. Three. Next year, we're going to make the SEC championship happen. T-Bob loves to like, plan trips with his family around the SEC championship game. It's really so, dumb. It's, it's really unbelievable. Dumb. I'm skipping. I'm skipping the. I'm a college football. That's oh, my job, God. and I'm skipping the week after championship week to go to Disney. <laughs> um, uh, Michigan. I was playing today. Uh, I can't even do my Iowa bit again. I already did. It was it, so good. Know. I mean, it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was. That was one of. If you haven't seen it, go look at you know any of our socials and get T Bob's bit from the other day, of which he was making a very strong case that Michigan should be. On uh, on upset alert, very entertaining. Uh, but they're actually not. So no, no. I think I think Michigan wins. Um, I think the more interesting conversation we can have when we get there for Michigan is going to be: Can they finally step up in the playoffs? Like that's yeah. their white whale. Their white whale is not winning the Big Ten. Their white whale used to be Ohio State. They passed that. Winning the Big Ten comes with beating Ohio State. I do agree with the very dismissive. Um, last week was the Big Ten Championship. But I do love Kirk Ferentz talking about the game this week. He's like, he's like, bro, if we win, that'd be like hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like, I mean, like, nobody, nobody at all thinks I we're think going I, to. Well, I, I do wonder of, you know, we talked with, you know, we had our betting show the other day, and, and I was kind of thinking, like, you know, Michigan's going to come in there. They're going to win the game. You know, do what Harbaugh does. The game will be over in less than three hours. A lot of running. Get in, get out. We win 27 nothing. Boom, we're, we're in the playoffs. Do you think that they're worried that Washington gets that number two seed? Um, and I guess, no, it I, I guess it wouldn't even matter because they're going to play each other it regardless. It wouldn't matter, right? That's just who would get the uniform, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Uh, the, the only real difference is between four and then getting a two and three. Yeah. So but four is going to be Florida State likely as long as they find a way, which Florida State going to be down to maybe their third string quarterback, dude. I know. That's again. That's the most interesting one tonight. But I mean, you uh, want to talk about though? Just you think like that plays into it all. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter. Two or three, you're just still playing each other. But like keeping that number two spot, do you see them kind of trying to run it up a little bit more, possibly? Or they're just in it no, to get out. We didn't really. I mean, you know, we talked to Colin the other day. He it almost seems like he had sources. Like he yeah. was very confident that Michigan was out for blood. Mm -hmm. I'm with, I, I my read on it would be that they would just come out there, like you said. Take care of business, ho hum, run the ball, two hour, 30 minute game. We, yeah. we, we take it home, we're resting, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you think Washington has a chance to jump them still? Um, I mean, the committee loved Oregon. <laughs> love Oregon. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, though. I don't think okay. so. And I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, all right, real quick, because yeah, I look, I, I held off this entire time, but we got to talk Heisman. Right after we hear from our friends at DraftKings. Can you believe that we're this deep in the NFL season? Well, check it out. 
We got to make every second count. And with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And right now, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any NFL matchup. That's right. Any NFL matchup right now, $5, you get $150 instantly in bonus bets. You want to bet your hometown team, you want to be away. It's all there for you. And remember, if you're returning customers, always great game day deals and boosts and offers going down on the DraftKings app. And you can always do your multi-game or same-game parlay. So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You download the app now. Use the code TBOB. Okay, if you're a new customer, T-B-O-B, new customers, $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-Bob, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific Specific responsible gaming resources. The eligibility to bonds or six supply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. So one of the funny effects about last night's games uh, and this little ancillary ripple, uh, Jaden Daniels, I believe mm-hmm. now, has wrapped up the Heisman. Well, have you seen the have you seen the the, the Vegas yes, odds? odds? The oh odds my God. That. But I don't always fully understand how odds work or if they really represent like what's but but yes, the during the game the odds started to switch and by the end of the game they really started to snowball. Ashley Megan pointed out in the chat he's minus fourteen hundred right now. It was uh if you were an LSU fan and many of them were last night and they were Washington fans by mm-hmm. extension but it couldn't have gone more perfect because mm-hmm. even though Penix was great and Penix yeah. made the game-winning plays, his stat line was still what three hundo, one touchdown, one pick. Well, it's been kind of like, he's, the been game. like he's played. Yeah. He's played well this back end, end of the season, and I kind of laid out his stats of just the completion percentage has gone down. But like he's played good football. He just hasn't mm-hmm. played Heisman level football for the past six weeks. Like that's the big difference. Like last night was a really good game. And he made some big time damn throws and was impressive to watch. But then, like you said, you look at the stat line, it's kind of like, mm. well, and, mm. and, 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 and it's like, you know, you, you didn't, it wasn't like, like if, if Penix, cause Penix had to make up for that statistical gap. But if he had yes. gone out there and it'd been like, oh my God, they won this game because just him, like he was yeah. overwhelming. That didn't happen. You saw the offensive line, you saw Dylan mm. Johnson. And then obviously oh, you saw all the all the criticisms of Bo Nix, right? All the yep. depth of target stuff, the mm-hmm. the yak, the kind of juice in the completion percentage that was all on display. So I think Jaden Daniels won the Heisman last night. I love I love all the I love all the people that were our voters were like, well, we're gonna wait till after this week because they're like they didn't want to me they didn't want to vote for Jaden. Like they were finding any oh, yeah. excuse oh, yeah, for one for of sure. those guys to have a a a extreme Heisman moment. And I I still thought it was a two man race. Like I just don't think Penix had the second half of the season no. that he should even be in the discussion anymore. This was more about, hey, man, I, I'm going to hold my vote because if Bo Nix throws for five touchdowns and Oregon wins because we think Oregon's a better football team, then Bo Nix can get my vote. And uh, now it don't matter. You better be voting for Jaden. 
Uh, day one case says they won because of Pinnick. Shut up. He was diamond shit. Okay, so I don't want to be misunderstood day one. I agree, right? Like, I opened this entire show giving Pinnick his flowers, calling him the difference in the game. Um, one of the key there. That was the read on the game going into the game. I just mean that it wasn't like it wasn't like he won uh, like a 45-41 game where he threw for four touchdowns mm-hmm. and 400 yards. Like, he made great plays throughout. He won you the game but it's not the type that was going to leap him all the way to the Heisman considering he had statistically fallen behind Nixon and Daniels. We're not talking like we're not we're not I'm not dogging Penix. I'm not dogging no. Bo Nix. Like both of them are elite players that have had incredible football seasons and should and will be in New York. It's just Jaden has individually once again this is an individual award. This isn't a team award. So like no. everyone trying to say, "Well, he's not playing today." Oh wait, you know, let's see what he does. Like no, like it's stupid. LSU sucks. Oh, she was the worst defense in America. Like, that's not fair to Jaden yeah, to, 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 to say, so like, bad. oh, he's not playing today, so he can't be in the conversation for winning Ooh, the Heisman. Boy, when I tell you there is some local drama with Mad House right now, mm, it is. Mm, We're going to see. LSU fans, be on the lookout for some news in the next few days, potentially. Uh-oh. 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 Uh, last one here. Derek Rick says, uh, number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, FSU. Number four, Texas. That's mm. the playoff. That mm. is actually potentially the playoff if Alabama was to win today. Yep. Um, wait, Jason McClellan coming back is a huge story that wasn't talked about. Oh, Jalen McMillan, excuse me. Oh my god, I got so I was like, what is McClellan playing? No, no, no. Okay. I mean if issue wins, right. if issue wins, You're right, Jalen McMillan. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think that's 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 legit. If Alabama wins, that that could be your playoff. That would be so wild, bro. Mm. I don't think the, I don't know. I don't know. Well, obviously, all right, look. We love you all so much. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, please like and subscribe to the channel, Road to 10K, everything to talk about. Uh, if you're listening on pod, thank you. Rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, Brett Rogmore says, Aaron says, LSU is worth even. USC says, hold my Tim's. I don't know, though, bro. I mean, I don't, statistically, I think LSU finished worse. Hey, you see uh, USC got a new DC? Uh, yeah, the UCLA guy. UCLA's defense was awesome, so I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good pickup. I love just go, go, go to your crosstown rival. Let's just, this is jump mean, shopping great, over there. How great for him! How great for him! Doesn't really have to move, even potentially, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Not that bad. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much. Uh, oh, this would actually be news. You said y'all going to call some games together someday, Manning style. A Manning style broadcast of Snapsoids would be fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that is far off. I think that would have to be far yeah. off in the future. Maybe we'll we see. experiment with one of the uh, games. We'll try it out. Well, it's like we couldn't show the game though. We if we really want to do our own thing, oh, yeah, we'd do it where you'd watch the game and have us on a second screen, which could be fun as well. And there might yeah, be some snare. T. Bob and we, Murray just in your in your in your uh, you know living room yeah. watching the game with you i did that before i used to do a show called fan cave where we would watch LSU and LSU made a stop because we were people were liking it that's not i'll take producer credit please we got you buddy. <laughs> appreciate it all right um we love you i hope everybody has a great championship saturday no many of the chatter bam and georgia fans so i wish you the best of luck today i know everybody's stomachs and knots remember these moments these are the great feelings reminds you alive these are why sports are so much fun uh a shout out to my son Quad Bob turning one year old today. Got a boy, Quad Bob. Hell yes. And unfortunately, y'all, I'll be checking in on like social media. Maybe what I'll we're do doing tonight, aren't we? There. 
Are we doing uh, we are doing tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah my bad. So I will see you again. My bad. We're going to react tonight. So I'll see you again tonight. But then after that, um, you know, next week I'll be in Disney. But whatever. Uh, all right. We'll see you tonight on the other side. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, Aaron. Have fun, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, more snaps coming up later. The Volume. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.